Peak Wealth Management proudly presents Finding True Wealth with certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot. Nick and Jim believe by making simple, good financial decisions, you can retire with confidence. And now let's turn it over to your hosts, Nick and Jim. Welcome. Welcome everyone to episode 101 of the Retire With Confidence podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Jim. Here with Bursley. And Bursley's <laughs> here today too, yeah. And we hope you enjoyed episode 100, which was the pilot plan. Yeah. Right? Um, hey, before we get into income segmentation and bucket investing, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about a recent case study that we just had where a client that we've had for a long time mm-hmm. had an inheritance, mm-hmm. okay? Client is traditionally conservative, mm-hmm. right? Doesn't really want to have much risk, mm-hmm. but inherits a portfolio from family that's aggressive all the way, mm-hmm. like 100% aggressive. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Yeah, you got to come up with a strategy to, uh, to diversify away, right? Yeah, yeah. But emotionally, right, when I, projecting myself as the client here. Mm-hmm. When I inherit something from a family member, maybe there's an emotional tie. It's true. Right? Yeah. With, well, this is my mother and you know she loved GE. Let's just make up. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, maybe GE was a great investment for that generation, mm-hmm. but it's different now. Right. Right? I mean, everything changes over time. I don't know if you want to have a huge percentage of your net worth tied up in any one company like that right now, especially if you've shown that you want to have a low risk tolerance. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to, to evaluate that decision based on, am I thinking about it with my brain or my heart? Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. that's a very good point that it can be a lot of emotional connection to it. I can think of several others in my head right now where we have that inherited Mm -hmm. stock that people have the emotional tie to and they won't sell. Yeah. No matter what. Right. Yeah, that, and it can be, like you said, if, if it's more aggressive than you want to be, it can really have uh, a bad effect, right? Because yeah. if, it, if, that, if we see some volatility come into the market, and it could really force them to, to really get out at the worst time. Absolutely. So what is this concept, moving on here, of, of income conductor, of wealth conductor, of mm-hmm. investment time segmentation, and the bucket strategy? What, is this, what does all this mean? Yeah, I, you know, I think I think back to years ago, right, where pensions were common, right, and everybody had pensions, and you could count on an income stream in retirement, right, and without having that guaranteed pension anymore, uh, to me, an income conductor, right, and, or the segment approach is a way to to safely provide income uh, over over your retirement years, right, and making sure that you're not too exposed to, um, you know. Uh, you know, a, a volatile market, right? Where again, where we're forced to pull money out of the wrong account at the wrong time. I like the, the term pension <clears throat> in this case, mm-hmm. because when you're collecting from a pension, let's just say you get $1,000 a month, you know, for the rest of your life, the pension fund is accounting for that $1,000 a month that they owe you as a liability, mm-hmm. right? And they're uh, putting together the investment portfolio uh, with that in mind, mm-hmm. right? And they know how much, how many payments they owe you this year, mm-hmm. and next year, and right. following year, and they are structuring these next two years, let's say, of payments as cash, 
right? Mm -hmm. They know that that money will be needed and they know they don't want to be a forced seller to send you the thousand a month. So they're investing that money safely for you. Mm -hmm. At the same time, they know you, they know that the average life expectancy is 85. So if you're collecting starting at 60, that's a 25 year life expectancy. Mm -hmm. You know, they know that the money that they're going to owe you in the 85th year can be invested more aggressively. Yeah. It's got a long time horizon. Long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're managing the investment risk and the time horizon, they're married to each other. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and everyone has a different philosophy on how, how many years of safe money you want. One year, two years, three years. Mm -hmm. I've seen some people say, hey, we want five years of safe money. Right. And why would we want to, why would we want five years of safe money? I, th I think that would be somebody who is just very anxious about the market going down, right? They just don't want to lose and they don't want to have to be in a position where they're dependent on market returns to fund the next couple of years. And they're thinking about 2008, right? Yeah. It took about five years to get back to that high watermark in mm -hmm. the stock market. Yeah. Right. So technically, if you were making withdrawals during that period, if you didn't have safe money to fall back on, you would have to be selling something at a loss. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's kind of a long period. That's just my personal belief. Mm -hmm. You know, the yeah. 2000 <clears throat> and 2008 episodes, they don't come around very often. Right. Yeah. And we've seen it the other way too, where people think I can't have one year's worth of money sitting there earning nothing. Right. They that's get, lazy they, money. It's yeah. lazy, right? We got to invest and we got to grow it. Right. Um, the cash kind of brings a hole in your pocket. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where this income conductor um, philosophy. philosophy can become valuable, right? Because, you know, it, it teaches you not to just look at this bucket one, right? But we got to look at them all together, right? We're not, we're not just taking into consideration the next one to two year money. We're also looking at that year 25 money. Yeah. So in between, mm -hmm. right, the first bucket is safe, mm -hmm. right? Imagine, you know, this bucket here. It's a smaller bucket because mm -hmm. right, it's where we're taking income from right now. Mm -hmm. But there's another bucket right here, bucket right. two. Right. And this one might be bigger mm -hmm. and it might be more aggressive, right? Yeah. We have a little bit longer of a time horizon for it so we can be a little bit more aggressive with it. You might not need that money for between years like three through ten, just right. to make it up an example. Right. And that money, right, when this cup starts running out, when this mm -hmm. bucket's running low, this can pour money into the small bucket two pours into bucket one. Right. Okay. Replenish. Yeah. Replenishes. And it can also do that when the market's good. So, you know, you're selling at a good time, mm -hmm. uh, taking investments in bucket two, um, and selling at a, at an opportunity at an opportunistic time to fill yeah. up bucket one yep. and then bucket three, right? Maybe this is, uh, beyond 10 years, 10 to 15 years. Mm -hmm. So that can be invested presumably more aggressive than bucket two. Right. Okay. Yeah. A 10 year time horizon is really long enough where you can, you can start mixing in a good portion of equity in there. Right. For yeah. most people, because yeah. the 10 years is we have not, I mean, there's only one, what 10 year period in history where we've actually seen a kind of a flat to negative return. Every other 10 year uh, period in history has been positive. Yeah. 2000 through, through 2010. Yep. Right. We had a zero return. Right. right? Two of the worst, uh, uh, bear markets we've ever had. Yeah. Now bucket four, this would be like, let's say 15 to 20 years. Mm -hmm. Now you're getting really out, pretty far out there. I right. think you can be growth oriented, mm -hmm. right? In bucket oh, four. Yeah. Absolutely. And then maybe bucket five is your aggressive bucket years 20 through 25, mm -hmm. where you can be all in. 
So yep. you have this bear, this barbell effect where bucket one way over here is super safe mm -hmm. and bucket five is super aggressive. And when you look at the overall allocation, you end up maybe with a balanced allocation. Right. But like you said, hey, this cash might be burning a hole in my pocket. I can remind you that, hey, this money over here is super duper aggressive. Yeah. You know, maybe, more, yeah. maybe more aggressive than you like right. if, if that's your only account. But when you put it all together, now it makes sense. We're at the target allocation. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it can have a, a very uh, profound mental uh, advantage for doing it that way, right? Knowing that here's this bucket, this is the money I need to live on. I don't have to worry about what if these other buckets are going down, but I have this amount here safe, you know, mm -hmm. and, and so on. And looking at buckets two and three and four or whatever. So in March of 2020, I'm looking at my bucket five and I'm not, ha not happy, yeah, right? right? But I, re I remind myself that bucket one is filled up and it's going to give me enough money to last a year or two. And so I'm not going to panic. And here we are in December. Wait, are we in January or December? January. We're in January. January. <laughs> So we're in January of 2021 <laughs> mm -hmm. and we're back, right? Yeah. So bucket two, it, you know, bucket five is back right. and then some, and now bucket two is back, right? right. And it didn't really go down that much because it was more safe. Right. Yeah. And that's the important thing, right? Isn't realizing that bucket two in the height of, you know, the, the, when the market was at its lows in March, bucket two really wasn't down that much, yeah. right? It was, it was tolerable, right? right. You could say, okay, well. I can, I can stomach this, yeah. right? And that's where I think it's, it's really good to have them segmented like that. Now let's go to software conversation. Mm -hmm. We rely on software, right? Like calculators to do complex calculations for us. Mm -hmm. What if we're able to look at the liability, right? The accrued liability, like the pension fund mm -hmm. of X number of years where I'm gonna be depending on bucket one, two, three. Mm -hmm. And now we had a good market so we know that we can de-risk the portfolio, mm -hmm. right? If bucket two, three, four, five have been doing great, yeah. you can actually fill up bucket one even more so yeah. and kind of de-risk. Mm -hmm. Now that's a nice idea, using software to be able to make those calculations at an opportune time to de-risk. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Um, you know, and being able to use the software as well to, you know, money that we don't need for 10 years we don't have to invest that full amount that we'll need at 10 years. We can invest a lower amount and rely on some market growth, That's right? right? So it helps us be able to determine how much should be in that bucket so that it's, where it's worth what we want it to be worth in 10 years. Absolutely right. And the last point is if we build this type of strategy into your financial plan, right? Your, your retirement analysis between now and age 95. Mm -hmm. We know life expectancy is 85, but one of you is gonna live to 90. We like to press the envelope further to 95 to be mm -hmm. conservative Over with the, our yeah. expectations, yeah. right? Um, so if we have buckets one through five, and we know that given our conservative assumptions, we're gonna make it to 95, mm -hmm. and there's money left over, right? then we can have this longevity bucket. Mm -hmm. or, and, and you can call it whatever you want. But I like to think of it as you know, my legacy, my longevity. Yeah. Legacy is actually, sorry, right. the term that I like my legacy bucket, money mm -hmm. I probably will never need to rely on mm -hmm. for my wife and I's retirement. Right. And I'm thinking about that entirely as inheritance or gifting. Yeah. Yeah. And you can even start making decisions accordingly, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you make sure the Roths are in that bucket because we know that Roth money will pass much more efficiently to the next generation. 
because Absolutely. of some of the recent law changes and so on. Absolutely. The one, the one thing I'll just highlight, you know, I think a lot of advisors and everywhere people talk about accumulation, right? There's a lot of people out there that will do accumulation, right? Financial planning, right? Investment management to grow, 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 right? But what this really is, is distribution planning. That's right. Right? And, it, and, it, and distribution planning is complex and you need to pay appropriate attention to it. You can't just grow it as big as you can and pull out what you need when you need it, right? There really is a strategy for taking money out in the right order. And that's what I think this bucket approach does. 99% of advisors don't focus on distribution planning at all. Yeah. Many advisors don't do any retirement analysis whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Many of them just rely on spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you have some that do nothing, some that are relying on spreadsheets, mm -hmm. and then some that are doing a good job, but they're not taking it to the next level of cash flow planning like we are. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So if you would like a second opinion, if you feel like your advisor is in that area where if you're doing it yourself and you'd like a second opinion, with how your distribution might look, your, how your distribution strategy might look, mm -hmm. you can reach out to us for a second opinion at peakwm.com. Boom. You can go there and book right online. All right. So that was episode 101, talking about income conductor and the bucket strategy. Episode 102, not sure what that's going to be about yet. <laughs> we'll keep the suspense. So, but stay tuned. Yeah, we'll have it for you next week. You've been listening to certified financial planner Nick Hopwood and accredited investment fiduciary Jim Pilot on the Finding True Wealth podcast, sponsored by Peak Wealth Management. You can learn more about Peak Wealth Management by visiting peakwm.com or follow on Twitter at nhopwood1.